Welcome back to the 15 on the 15th. My name is Katie LaShawn and I'm the director of the English as a New Language program at the University of Notre Dame. Please know that we are sending warm Advent wishes and blessings from snowy South Bend, Indiana. Today's bite-sized book club podcast has us taking a closer look at serving Vietnamese students in our Catholic schools by reading Vietnam, Cultural Backgrounds for ESL, EFL Teachers. Today, we will chat about what Catholic schools can do to better serve our Vietnamese students, the second largest community of language learners in our Catholic schools. I'm joined today by Claire and Sister Kim Tran. For our regular followers, Jenny is notably absent um, and is home with her new and sweet baby girl. Congratulations, Jenny. Claire, why don't you tell us a little bit about how you met Sister Kim? Sure. So, Katie, as you know, a couple of weeks ago, um, we decided that we wanted to do one of our podcasts on an English language learning community other than our Spanish-speaking students in Catholic schools. And not two days later, I was having lunch across the street at the convent at St. Mary's College here in Notre Dame, Indiana. And who should walk in and sit down at the lunch table but Sister Kim Tran, who is a Dominican sister of St. Rose of Lima in Vietnam. And she's here at Notre Dame studying theology. She's earning her master's in divinity. And the coolest thing is that Sister Kim was, I discovered, a teacher in Vietnam before she came here. So, Katie, I decided then and there that Providence put Sister Kim in our path. And Sister Kim, we feel so blessed that you joined us here this morning, and we can't wait to learn from you. Why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself? Yes, my name is the Sister Kim Chan. I come from Vietnam. At, um, uh, I come here to study uh, theology. Uh, that in Vietnam, I didn't have a chance to study theology higher than uh, associate degree. So that's the reason why I come here to study theology in English. So let's begin at the very beginning, the power of a name. I'm not sure if some of you have seen the survey circulating online um, about the importance of pronouncing students' names correctly, or even the NPR special, Say My Name, Say My Name Correctly, Please. Um, but our names hold deep meaning for each of us, and it can be a profound gesture for teachers to get a name right. Um, so Sister Kim, the article explains that Vietnamese names are written as last name, and then middle name, and then first name. Um, can you tell us a little bit about your name in Vietnamese um, and what you were called as a child? My name in Vietnamese is Chen Thi Kim Anh. Chen is my last name. Thi is my middle name. And Kim Anh is my first name. And uh, we always call by first name even I become the sister. So in Vietnam, they would call me Sister Kim Anh. And I read that in the article that usually we um, refer to an individual by either their married status or their vocation. So Sister Kim, or I would be Miss Katie, you would be Miss Claire, Mr. Tim is um, yeah. on sound with us today. And so I think that's important. The article also talked about calling teachers Mm -hmm. teacher yes. um, and that it's a sign of respect to just say 
teacher, what have your experiences been? That's a, exactly that's a, the way we really respect when we call the person at that, their position. Uh, and uh, moreover, for the Vietnamese people, teachers like our parents. So we call the teacher with a teacher. It seems like mother, father mm. in our family life. So when they call teacher without mentioning the name, that's a really, that's a fully the re, uh, expression of our respect. They are really our parents in the school. What a lovely image. Yeah. So one question that I have related to your name is, I would pronounce it Tran. Mm -hmm. This is a very common yeah. last name in Vietnam. Vietnam. Yes. Could you pronounce it again so that all of our schools who have children that have a last name Tran know how to pronounce it correctly? Because I was listening carefully, but I need to hear it again, Sister Kim. <laughs> yes, I think that we pronounce in our own way is Chan. 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 correct? Yes. Chan. Beautiful to know. Thank you. And then the other thing that I learned last night from a friend is um, the symbolism of having the last name first. Mm -hmm. um, that someone was explaining to me that it speaks to how important family is yes. in Vietnam. That yes. this is the first name that you hear, the name of your family. Yes, is that true? That's exactly true because the the last name is that the family name is a very important for us because it talk about who our ancestor is. Absolutely, and then I had read in the article that when women get married, the woman retains her family name, but that the children would take the father's name. Um, and I was just thinking about relationships in a school. That's just important for a school to know that a mother's last name may be different than the children's last name. Yes, and um, exactly when the woman marries, so they still keep their, their last name and their own their name. But um, but the children own way yeah, take the father last name, and in in addition, in Vietnam when you get married, even your first name, not be called your your name called by your husband. For example, if yeah, who uh, your we will call your name by your husband name, like Mrs. Smith, or Mr. John, Mrs. Jones, not Mrs. Claire. Yeah. So I'm thinking about implications for parent-teacher conferences. Mm -hmm. In Vietnam, is it typical that every family has the opportunity to meet with the teacher at some point during the year or no? And my question would be, is there anything now having experienced both Vietnamese culture and, and culture in the United States, that you think it's important for teachers to know and understand about Vietnamese families before they meet with them? Yeah, when I see, yeah, when I hear you said about like that to, to meet the parent individual, I think that's a very new thing for the Vietnamese people. Because for us, only when the teacher meet the parent, so that's the, your children have a something. Uh, I need to work with that and we need to work on that. 
but generally we meet twice a year or three times a year um, to meet with the older parents from the beginning of the years in the middle uh, and in the end of the school years so we meet the the parents in that time and only individual but that's a good thing to meet the individual when I heard like that I think that's a beautiful thing um, but just uh, prepare for them that uh, we really here for your children and we really want to help you cooperate with us and to help your children develop I think that's a prepare for the parents uh, they feel that's Though the meeting is good for the, for their children, not like because their children have a something um, very a problem. Yeah, problem. Yes. <coughs> now that's uh, the teacher must meet the individual parents. So I have a very specific follow up question. Mm -hmm. If I, as a teacher, were to meet a Vietnamese family for the first time, how should I greet them? Is there anything that I should consider about um, like body language or should I shake their hand? How? What name should I call them when I meet a, a mother or a father for the first time? Yes, uh, you just call their first name. I think that's the appropriate. Mm -hmm. Just call their first name uh, and also like meet the or Mrs. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so in English. So in Vietnamese, so we call it a different way. It's really complicated because uh, in Vietnam, we uh, address for the parent. It uh, depend on how old they are compared with the teacher. Uh -huh. I see. So, I see. <laughs> for example, if the parents like the, the older than me, but it seems like my sibling, I call them like brother and sister. So mm -hmm. I call them auntie and their name. But if they older than me, seem like my uncle or my aunt, so I need to call them in the different way, like go to, you know. So, uh, but I think in here they really, I think that you just call Mister or Mrs. and their last name, uh, their first name, their yeah. first name. Their first name, yes. So I, I think that's uh, um, that's appropriate for them, yeah. Thank you so much, Sister Kim. Um, in terms of parent-teacher conferences um, and welcoming all of our students, we find that one simple way to kind of bridge uh, these relationships is just to learn how to greet each other. Could you help us understand how to say hello um, in Vietnamese? If uh, the father comes to the conference, you just say with them, Chào Anh. Chào Anh? Yes. Chào. Ang. Mm -hmm. Chào, Ang. Mm -hmm. And if the mother comes to the conference, you say Chào Chi. Chào Chi. Yes. Beautiful. Chi. Yes. <laughs> that Thank is, you. Katie, I'm here to say that is not hard. I think we can do it. I think we can do that. Yes. I think the, the teacher here can do that. You know, I think that's, that's make them so much happy and impress them so much. Absolutely, yeah. and to take an interest um, certainly in the families, and we know how important yeah. language is for culture and language is um, and the heart and soul of who a person is. Yeah. While we have you here, um, we just want to know more as educators, um, what do you think it's important for us to know and to understand about Vietnamese American families? 
all of them, I think the parents working so hard in order to send them to the good school. And of course, the uh, only way they prefer for the Catholic school, because coming from Vietnam before 1975, we have uh, such wonderful Catholic uh, school system. And they do know that a Catholic school will teach um, their children good. So also, they do not have uh, enough time to spend with their children. So I think this is the one thing we need to know and also like to encourage the parents uh, to spend more time with their children at home, especially in the evening. I think that's a beautiful point. And I think that for our listeners, I think it's important to reiterate the fact that if there is a strong Catholic school system in Vietnam, the families are looking for that when they are coming. And so that may be a real recruiting um, tool and efforts because it is something that is familiar. Um, and as we always say, what unifies us the most mm-hmm. is um, our Catholic faith. This made me a great transition to talking about liturgies. And as we entered in, um, you were just telling Claire and I about a beautiful devotion um, to Our Lady of Lavang. Great. I just Good got a job. thumbs up. <laughs> well done, Katie. Well done. So can you tell us, Sister Kim, about um, ways that a school might incorporate Vietnamese expressions of faith in mm-hmm. their school community so that the families mm-hmm. that you've said are so important feel like they are part of the celebration and the worship within mm-hmm. the school? I think that's so beautiful that we have a lot of devotion but some very important devotion in the liturgies, uh, even the Nula New Year's. Because for us, Nula New Year is the, the most important holiday in Vietnam, no matter uh, which uh, faith we believe. So we all celebrate and also bring Nula New Year in our uh, liturgy celebration. So we express our gratitude um, you know, with uh, the people who are involved in our life, so so we bring the Vietnamese uh, the Nula New Year into the liturgy. So this is really uh, also important for the Catholic um, family too. What about devotions to Our Lady? You've said to me before how important Mary is yes. to you and to the people of Vietnam. Yes. I wish everybody who's listening could see Sister Kim's <laughs> smile right now. The minute I said Mary, she lit up. So tell us, yes. Sister Kim. The reason is that even I just said before, even the men very important in the family life. But mother is exactly the one who influenced the children. And I think that also the reason why we really love our ladies so much and devote a lot of um, activity for our ladies. And during the time of the persecution in Vietnam, so we believe that our lady also appear to the Catholic and to uh, rescue them from the unit because uh, they had to hide themselves in the forest. And in the forest, they got a lot of uh, disease. And Our Lady of Lavang, so we call her because uh, this is the Lavang, of the, the name of the place. Yeah. So Our Lady appear and, uh, and guide them 
uh, how to uh, treat the, the disease. So we believe that uh, Our Lady appeared to our ancestors and that uh, make uh, Vietnamese uh, Catholic uh, people really devote ourselves to Our Lady of Lava. And you can maybe can see some uh, uh, parish, they also take Our Lady of Lava <coughs> as uh, their parish name. Yeah, so uh, in uh, August, so this is the, the whole August, so uh, people like to pilgrimage to, pilgrimage. Uh, yeah, to Our Lady of Lavra. In, in August? Uh, in August. Are there processions? Are... We have a procession and we also have a perform like uh, dancing with the flower uh, and singing, a lot of singing about uh, Our Ladies and bring the flower to her. But uh, in May, uh, May is the big uh, second big month of the years. And uh, we also do that, especially with the children. So the children, so we have a lot of activity for them to express our love to Our Lady. Yeah, performing the flower is a very big thing in May. Is it a particular type of flower? Every kind of the flower, but uh, especially the uh, six uh, different color. Six different colors. Yeah. Well, I can tell you, Sister Kim, I do not plan on going to bed tonight <laughs> without having first researched the story of Our Lady of La Fog because okay. I was totally unfamiliar with this story. Yeah. But I'm fascinated by what you said. So yeah. I do have one last question for you, Sister yeah. Kim. You have said, at, at first when we asked you to do this, you said you were so nervous because yes. you are an English learner. Yeah. By the way, your English is excellent. Thank you. Um, how, has it been difficult to learn English? And what should teacher, is there anything that you can share with teachers about um, what is hardest mm -hmm. about English for someone who grew up learning Vietnamese as their mother tongue? What's been the hardest part about learning English for you? Yeah, I absolutely agree that we tend to drop the consonant ending. Yeah, I think because our own language, we do not have the consonant uh, ending sound. We don't have to pronounce that. So even now you can hear some point in my speech. I also drop the ending sound, but I try to remember. <laughs> to, so uh, my classmate and the sister also have remind me. They said to me, when you don't pronounce the ending sound, we don't know what you mean, <laughs> you know. So I said, what is the difference between the ending sound and without that? Because I don't see different. <laughs> so I think that that's the hard part for us is to pronounce the ending sound. I yeah. think all of our early elementary teachers are hearing that now and light bulbs are going off. Mm. Sister Kim, I, I cannot thank you enough. I know you're very busy. You have your own final exams that you shared this time with us. And I want to tell you that we, we welcome here at Notre Dame in the ENL program about 30 teachers in Catholic schools from across the country. We call them ENL Hernandez Fellows because the Hernandez family has very graciously helped to underwrite their tuition. Mm -hmm. And these teachers teach preschool to 12th grade and Catholic schools. And one of the first things we do when they arrive here is we put up a map of the world and we ask them to pin 
um, the country of origin of the students that they teach. And you would simply be amazed how many countries are pinned. And these Hernandez fellows truly teach children from every corner of the globe. So I guarantee you that there are teachers out there who teach and love their Vietnamese children who were so happy to hear your voice and have come to understand their students better. So um, thank you again for your time and for everyone that's listening. If you are passionate about teaching the world in Catholic schools in America, we encourage you to apply to become a Hernandez Fellow. We need you, we learn from you, and our Catholic schools um, need you. So be courageous, look into it, and we would love to welcome you here at the University of Notre Dame. Thank you very, very much for your invitation. And I also need to uh, express my gratitude to you. You take the teacher at your vocation. Mm -hmm. So I don't think that this is your only your career, but I think this is a vocation. It's really thank you for all of you and continue to be the teacher in the Catholic school. Our Lady of Levang, pray for us. Pray for us. Thank you. Amen. Amen.